0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. It's Friday December 22nd, 2023. Alex Barutha here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K Train. Kreitz.
2: All aboard! Well.
1: Let's jump right into the news. Uh, the Western Conference leading Timberwolves beat the LeBron Lakers last night, 118 to 111, but they did fail to cover the spread for those who care. Uh, all Minnesota starters had at least 14 or more points, but the real story here Carl Anthony Towns hurt his left knee. In the final stages of the game, still waiting on some more information, but he kind of limped off. Didn't look like he could bend his knee very well. Kind of like me when I get out of bed every morning. Um, Minnesota plays the Kings next. (laughs) I I wasn't the one to make that joke. Uh, I'm sorry I stole it. Uh, Minnesota next plays the Kings in Sacramento on Saturday. Is it Nas Reed time, Shannon?
3: Yeah, of course. Of course it's Nas Reed time, much to Alex's joy. I mean, Nas Nas Reed has been fantastic. So, you know, obviously keep an eye on the news around cat, but, but if cat misses any time uh, yeah, Nas Reed has been absolutely fantastic on a permanent basis and he's going to crush it. If he needs to get more minutes in lieu of cat missing, missing any games. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll talk about Reed more later. Uh, So I, I'm not going to
1: spoil that. Uh, but but I think it is time. Uh, oh, Ken, to address I'm so what sorry. Night.
2: So sorry. But Shannon does not get to celebrate the end of the Pistons losing streak as Detroit falls 119, 111 at home to a shorthanded Utah squad. Detroit has now lost 25 straight. Former Piston Kelly Olinick lit it up for. With 27 points, three boards, and six (laughs) dimes last night, Utah was missing four of their top seven scorers and were playing on the second of a road back-to-back. Hey, Jaden Ivey, not bad in his second straight start. Five stocks, seven helpers, a nine of 16 shooting, but he did have five T.O.'s. T.O.'s a general problem for the Pistons. They're uh, third worst in the NBA in turnovers a game. Uh, John Collins started for Utah. He still kind of stinks. Had a meager 13 points on an ugly four of 12 shooting. Did have nine boards and three stocks. But really back to these Pistons. Uh, Shannon, correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't the Pistons favored at certain points during the day yesterday?
3: Yes, yes, which I'm sure has to be a rarity uh, this season. I don't watch the lines close enough to know how many times they've been favored. Um Three. Okay. So, so probably uh, against the Wizards, maybe against the early season Hornets, which is one of their wins. And, and then against the Jazz, the visiting Jazz, who are very shorthanded and have also been playing pretty horrible basketball of late. You know, the Jazz are 11 and 18, but I would argue they're not even that good. Uh, and they're, they're horrible on the road. Like that, they, they get all those
1: wins at home, actually.
3: And as much as I like to gripe about Monty Williams and his rotations and his starting lineup decisions, the Jazz fans with Will Hardy have plenty to gripe about as well. <laughs> um, you know, it was nice to see the clinic get get have a big game. Um, not a surprise either, really, uh, against this Piston squad. You know, when you, you have to match up against Marvin Moneybags Bagley and, and <laughs> Isaiah Stewart, there's not much uh, to worry about. But seeing Linux get starts over Walker Kessler is mind-numbing to me, um, especially for a team that's not going anywhere. A- and also for a team that started Walker Kessler, two starts, the previous two games, Kessler started, played over 30 or more yeah. minutes in each outing. Played has well. Played well, exactly. And even last night against the Pistons um, on the defensive end, he played really well. He was blockage. He had a couple blocks that didn't count because of fouls that were called. Led outlying. the Jazz in
2: plus minus last night, a plus 17-point differential. And yet, off the bench.
3: Super weird. Super weird. But, yeah, on the Piston side, there was a little bit to like. Um, Cade, another gigantic game. 28 points, 6 rebounds. Uh, sorry, 7 rebounds, 10 assists, uh, 3 stocks. Two for six from downtown, got to the line seven times, hit six of them. Um, as Ken mentioned, Jaden Ivey, solid game, too many turnovers and, and had some uh, bonehead plays, but uh, he at least played fairly well. My main issue is freaking Monty and his rotations. <laughs> you know, he had, he had a, a six, the second most five used five man rotation.
1: I was gonna get here. Yeah,
3: go. Was it. Burks, no. Wiseman, Livers, Sasser, and Asar Thompson five bench players all on the floor? Uh, they played a total of six minutes together uh, during the final stretch when they entered the game. Is both times when they entered the game, they they would um, the leads would crumble or or the gap would would further between Utah and the Pistons. I really do believe the having those five on the floor late in the third quarter is what ended up costing the Pistons a game. It's just unbelievable to me that a coach doesn't look at analytics, uh, figure out that, that the, you know, you need to have Bogdanovich, Ivy, Cade, someone on the floor with some of your reserves. You can't just roll out a bunch of guys who are shooting 25% or less from three with no available playmakers, no defense uh, in the, in the middle. It's uh, it's, it's getting hard guys. It's getting hard to be a business fan.
1: I uh well, what I thought you were going to bring up but is is uh you make a good point regardless. You know, on our daily lineups page, a very popular NBA daily lineups cha- uh, page at Rotowire where there's on-off court stats and projected minutes and everything like that. Uh you can actually check to see how many minutes uh the starting lineup has played together throughout the season and see the usage rates And I discovered that the starting lineup that the Pistons threw out had played a combined two minutes together this season. And the starting lineup that the Jazz put out had played a combined one minute together this season. (laughs) Uh, And I just, I don't really, I don't really get the logic there. Uh, But I'm sorry, Shannon. This was, this was the one.
2: Let's, let's go to Rosier news. Alex, take us to OKC.
1: I thought you said Rosier news at first, but no, Rosier news. Uh, <laughs> Oklahoma City ends the Clippers' nine-game winning streak last night with a 134-115 beatdown, uh, as predicted on the Rotowire NBA show and Sirius XM NBA radio. Bravo. Uh, SGA had 34-8 with four assists. He had six stocks and only one turnover in 32 minutes. The man just puts up MVP numbers in his sleep. Chet Holmgren had the big highlight pass to himself off the backboard dunk. He traveled. Uh, that was a travel. You
2: can't leave your you, pivot foot.
1: You know, they don't call that, that pivot foot uh, leave anymore. If you shoot the ball right away, it kind of drives me insane, to be honest. It's baloney.
2: Um, it's baloney.
1: You know, I would have Kevin McHale been, couldn't do that during his famous. Yeah, right. So he had to keep his foot down. I'd <laughs> be in the league right now with 6'4". <laughs> Six four Hakeem Olajuwon, If I knew I could do that with my pivot
2: play.
1: Uh Chet had twenty three six and seven with nine of eleven shooting uh with no blocks, which is interesting. I didn't I didn't bring this up on the XM show, but the clippers actually allow I think it's the fewest blocks to centers. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. too scared, too scared to take Chet under I think it was one and a half blocks or two Well and he's and leading, blocks. he is fourth in the NBA in blocks with two point seven yeah. a game. He's been amazing. Um, but for the Clippers here, no Kawhi, which was his first missed game
2: of Amazing. the season. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, Got a hip Paul issue, George, they say, right? Got a hip issue? Yeah,
1: hip yeah. issue and Paul George returned as well. He had missed a little bit of time uh, in nine category leagues. The claw is fifth
2: in total stats. Total stats. You always had to look at per game for the Claw, but now, no, total stats. Suddenly, he's Cal Ripken.
3: I want to I want to bring up a player from this game who's actually first in per game stats. Uh depending on the rankings system you use, but in basketball monster SGA is first overall per game value for fantasy this season. Now my question is are we ever going to see this guy hit three-pointers at a, <laughs> an all-star or like a, a, Ooh, a, a yeah, fantasy yeah. star caliber? I, I'm just amazed that he's only hitting uh, just under one three-pointer per game. He had one last night. Um, it, it was just a few years ago. He hit two three-pointers per game. I'd see him pull up confidently. I, I mean, it's hard to complain about the guy who's probably yeah. the best fantasy player or definitely a top three fantasy player in most formats, but I really want to see more three-pointers from him.
2: I think the better question, forgive me, Shannon, but the better question is when does OKC replace Josh Giddy with someone who can shoot from outside? Yeah. Yeah, that's also a fair question.
1: We'll see what they do at the deadline. I wouldn't be shocked if they move him because they'll if they don't, they'll have to pay him sooner than later. And, you know, I don't think he's necessarily a great fit with SGA and uh, Jalen nice. Williams. But I mean, you're right, Shannon. I mean, he's not like a terrible three point shooter. By any stretch, even even when he stopped shooting them over the past two years, he's still you know thirty three percent. Basically, uh, my only I don't want to say a concern, um, but it's like if he's shooting more threes, is he shooting less free throws? Yeah. And are the free throws at ninety one percent actually more valuable than any
2: threes he would hit? You sure. can't. This is you can't gripe about SGA. Come on. Come hey, on. I, I I have. First. First and per game value. As you said,
3: that's nine. I cat. know he's great. Mine yeah, caddies first. Now, before we move on to the next segment, also one, one other big game that Ooh. we didn't talk about. Okay. Yeah. The Pelicans and my boy, oh. Trey Murphy.
2: Trey. He had a off.
3: spot start. He had a spot start last night. Zion was out and Trey went off in 28 minutes, went 10 for 16 from the floor, six for 10 from downtown, 28 points. Uh, four rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block. Welcome love back, Trey Murphy. It.
2: What Dean was Zion's Wade what was Zion's No, you can't guard anyone. What was Zion's injury? Uh chubbiness? Is that the illness? What was
3: <laughs> oh, Ken? You I would digested. love to see I want to see Ken and Zion side by side with their shirts off. All right.
2: <laughs> I'm 54 and not care. making millions.
1: I don't yeah, care. and Ken and Ken gets two weeks to gain weight. <laughs> uh, um. Okay. Before we move on to uh, some fan feedback, some listener questions, we do have to talk about our friends at Underdog. Oh, please, Underdog. It's the number one fantasy platform for NBA, best ball, and DFS player pickup contests. If you haven't tried Underdog yet, new Underdog users receive a first-time deposit bonus up to one hundred dollars and a free six-month subscription to RotoWire with promo code. RWNBA. That's promo code RWNBA. Uh, that's a that's a great gift idea, by the way. You just tell you tell your yeah. friends and family that promo code, and you're like, "Hey, you spend the hundred dollars, and then it's basically like me giving you another hundred dollars on top of that, and totally. you get a free six month subscription to RotoWire, which is a dollar value that honestly I'm not aware of, uh, but it's really high. Honestly, it starts at <laughs> ten.
2: Yeah, yeah, very high. <laughs>
1: Some are saying it's it's one of the best investments you can make.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, Visit underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog app today and use promo code RWNBA to claim your free RotoWire wire subscription and deposit bonus.
3: (laughs) It's a $90 value.
2: Thank you, (laughs) guys. That's code RWNBA. For the ninety dollar value of a RotoWire subscription, as well as the doubling of the deposit and the whatnot and the stuff that Alex just talked about, go see our friends at Underdog Fantasy, who are also a wonderful, wonderful RotoWire client. All right, gentlemen, it is time for um, fan feedback, where we answer live questions through the YouTube and Twitter shows. Our first one comes from Roger. He says, "Should I drop?" Who should I drop between Bilal Kolabai Oh, who's new going to thank you uh, Cole Anthony or Kyle Lowry I know where I would go but you gentlemen where do you go between the wizard magic or heat guards Um
1: you know this is actually not this is a pretty in my opinion a pretty difficult question um I think Bilal's a really interesting long-term hold yeah, I'd be a little worried, more worried about Lowry and Cole Anthony's long-term value, but they're better right now. Uh, Shannon, do you have a strong opinion on this?
3: Yeah, I, I think for me, it's between Koulibaly and Lowry. Um, Cole Anthony, I'm going to hold for right now. He's coming off a big game last night against the Bucks. 46 fantasy points, 18 points, 11 rebounds, six assists. You had no Suggs and, and no Fultz in that game for the Magic. Um, Cole Anthony, you know it's tough. His production's up and down because he's coming off the bench. Even while the Magic are short-handed in the backcourt, they're still bringing Cole Anthony off the bench, but he's been productive in that role, averaging 15 points, four rebounds, 3.7 assists, and uh, also hitting some threes, 1.4 per game. So right now, I'm keeping Cole Anthony, Kyle Lowry, and Kula I'm siding with keeping kyle lowry i i i like koulibaly for the second half of the season especially if washington moves out some of their older players create more playing time for koulibaly um but i do like kyle Rowley slightly more he's riskier you know he the, the so you're he, dropping
2: you're dropping lowry
3: no 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 i'm i'm dropping koulibaly i'm taking lowry i value lowry more immediately um So, Koulibaly is getting the cut for me. But it is close between Koulibaly and Lowry.
2: All right. Next question, gentlemen, from James. Um, Thinking of trading Vooch for DeMar DeRozan. Needs to help his free throw percentages. Uh, Thoughts on a Vooch for DeRozan swap. An inner bulls swap, if you will. That's kind of an interesting inner team trade.
1: Um, I think those guys are... About equal value. I mean, in in the past, I would have said like definitely take the DeRozan side, but DeRozan hasn't been playing well this as well this year. And to me, I I think I I view them fairly equally this year. Um, and if you if you need one particular help in category or a position, I think that's fine to do.
3: Yeah, pr- production wise, they're they're pretty equal. They are both are in that fifty to sixty range on a per game value this season. So really. Like Alex said, if it's one category you're looking for, uh, then you could you could be safe making that trade. You're going to lose a little bit in three-pointers. I mean, Vooch, Vooch doesn't really hurt you with, with free-throw percentage, though. He's at 86.5. He's a really good free-throw shooter. Not, not a high volume. I think that's where DeRozan's going to help out. Higher
2: volume of free-throws, and he's a lock to shoot over 80%. And if Vooch is your starting center, make sure you get some block shots from your forwards or or other uh, utility players. All right, gentlemen, that does it for the um, fan feedback section, uh, which means it is time for the waiver wire. The waiver wire, the meat of the podcast sandwich. Uh,
1: uh, If you are new to the show... Uh, Or just love hearing me say this every week. Uh, The waiver wire segment works like this. We get two regular waiver wire suggestions. That means they are rostered in less than 50% of leagues, typically Yahoo leagues. And then one long shot each, a player who must be rostered in fewer than 25% of leagues. As far as a game count goes, warning next week because the Cavs and the Clippers only have two games. So, you know, you're looking at Isaac Okoro, you're looking at Sam Merrill making some other, you know, uh, tough choices. It just be just keep in mind, uh, they're not necessarily great streamers, uh, but might be worth looking into. I'll start things off uh, with what we saw in uh, in Minnesota last night. Carl anthony Towns limped off the court, so uh, we don't know 100% what that injury is. So, look into that or don't look into that. See what they say. Uh, you physically should not be looking at a Carl Anthony Towns knee injury. That would be, that would be bizarre. Uh, do not do your own research. Nas Reed and Kyle Anderson are guys uh, you can probably uh, explore adding off the waiver wire. Nas Reed, 67% rostered. Kyle Anderson, 26% rostered. So, if you average those out, it's about 50%. So, I'm not breaking the rules. <laughs> um, reed as a starter last year, averaged 17 and seven, two assists, a stealing a block 33 fantasy points in 26 minutes. Kyle Anderson as a starter last year, 11, six and six with about a about of stealing a block 30 fantasy points in 31 minutes. Uh, you know, I don't know a hundred percent know what they'll do here. It's possible. They start Nas and then give Kyle Anderson some more minutes. It's possible. They start Kyle Anderson and then bring Nas off the bench so he can play some backup behind Rudy Gobert. But I think either way, both of these guys are seeing more
2: minutes and more usage. You know, I didn't know Kyle Anderson, he's shooting a career-worst 10% from, the, from behind the arc this season. <laughs> 10%. It really does, it's a problem for their offense. I know they won last night against the Lakers, but they really need a catch-and-shoot guy at the trade deadline. Uh, and they should make the moves. They're top of the West. But I like those picks. Uh, and I'm sure, though, you're not cheering for Carl Anthony Towns injury, Alex, right?
1: No. I mean, I look, I wish Nas Reed would play 40 minutes a game next to Carl Anthony Towns and uh, go bear, But apparently that's not good basketball. What do I know? Um, all right, Ken, who are you going to?
2: I'm going with, I think we've had him in the waiver wire section four times a year for the last four years. Dante DiVincenzo of your New York Knicks. He's only rostered on 11% of teams on Yahoo. Uh, He was inserted as a starter on December 8th, at which point he's been averaging 12 points, uh, almost four rebounds, two assists, and 1.3 steals with great shooting percentage. The team is uh, is thin with injuries, so it means even more monster minutes for DiVincenzo. We know Tibbs loves to play guys. And the Knicks have four games next week. I love Dante DiVincenzo as a streaming option. We'll also get you some threes, threes, steals. um, Just nice production across the board for four games next week.
0: Yep.
1: Oh, Shannon, you're muted.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
3: I got this guys. I'm a pro. All right. Good, good recommendation. We're going to stick in New York. Okay. We talked about this guy last week, but I think it deserves another mention. given the developments Mm -hmm. Isaiah Hartenstein. It, it is finally heart and time with my boy (laughs) Hartenstein with Mitch Rob out for the year. Uh, Jericho Sims is now injured as well. Uh, He's going to be out at least a week. The Knicks have to play Hartenstein. He's forced. He was forced into the starting lineup, uh, and he he he's performing well uh, over over the past uh, four games. Thirty-two minutes per seven point five points, eleven point three rebounds, and uh, two point five blocks. He's a monster with field goal percentage, sixty-eight uh, percent. Free throw percentage is really the the biggest concern, fifty-seven percent over those four games. But unless unless New York brings in another center, I would have to imagine Hartenstein holds on to that role for at least as long as Sims is out. But my guess is he plays well enough to keep Sims at bay and, and, and really sees this role for the first time maybe ever. Hartenstein will get a prolonged look in the starting lineup. There's a lot of believers out there, a lot of hype within the fantasy basketball industry with Hartenstein. I'm not a believer but he's actually going to get the <laughs> minutes now. He's going to get the minutes. So hopefully he succeeds. He's rostered in 54% of Yahoo leagues. If he's available in your league, give him a look.
2: Well, we're going to see Randall at center a lot too, which is another reason I'm kind of keen on DiVincenzo, but Hardenstein, um, Yeah, we know he'll be nice across multiple categories. Just wish he had done a little more when he started last year, the same kind of when Mitch Robinson got hurt again, bummer Robinson's out for the year. That stinks for his managers. It does. Um, one other thing that stinks for
1: managers, if you dropped him, is that now Taylor Horton Tucker is playing really well. 45% rostered uh, from the Utah Jazz. He did saga, uh, sit out last night's win over the Pistons with foot soreness. Some people would say that's probably why they won that game. Um, <laughs> but in the nine prior games, Taylor Horton Tucker... He's averaged 16 points, 5 assists, 2 rebounds, 1.6 steals, shooting 50, 44, 75. Clarkson, Jory Clarkson, and Keontae George are still nursing injuries. Um, Clarkson had like a thigh injury. He's going to be reevaluated soon, but I don't think they are any rush to bring him back. George is kind of day-to-day. Uh, jazz of three games next week. I, we, we know the Taylor Horton-Tucker story. Playing while he's hot, playing while he's getting minutes. And then when he goes back to playing like 18, 20 minutes, you can you can probably drop him in, in most leagues. Go ahead, Ken. Who well, fan,
2: well, before I go into my second pick, fans, if you like our videos, please hit like and subscribe below, please. Uh, I have another repeat name as well. Derek Jones, guard forward for your Dallas Mavericks, only rostered in 22% of squads on Yahoo. <clears throat> He's been starting all season. About a little quad injury last week, which dropped some of his management percentages. But look, last 10 games, over 13 points, almost four rebounds, 2.3 stocks, while shooting a very nice 49% from the field, almost hitting two threes a game, and shooting a very nice 83% from the free throw, percent, uh, free throw line. Uh, the Mavericks have four games next week, so much like uh DiVincenzo, Jones is also a very safe, productive across the board streaming option next week.
1: I think so. Yeah. I mean, with the um Dallas is just they cannot be healthy and yeah. uh as long as he's playing minutes.
3: Even even if you're in a daily league, he he's an a shallower daily daily league. Jones is a great pickup for tonight. Dallas, we'll talk about later, is absolutely uh, decimated right now. Yeah. Luca's out, Kyrie's this is just for Jones, Friday's game. Okay, yeah, Axum and, and Luca and Kyrie all out. Um so it w- I would not be surprised to see Jones have a big game on Friday. Uh, my second pick is a, is a name everyone will be familiar with, Grayson Allen, <clears throat> guard wingman for the Phoenix Suns, 35% rostered on Yahoo. Grayson Allen has surprisingly been solid pretty much all year. I almost recommended him last week, but he was dealing with a minor injury. He's playing a career high 33 minutes per game for the suns averaging 12 points, 4.6 rebounds uh, just under one steal 0.9. And uh, what are 2.2 three pointers made great percentages, 48.6, which from the floor, which is a career high and 89.1% from the free throw line. I just, 12 teamers, 14 teamers, especially if you need three pointers, Grayson Allen absolutely deserves to be rostered over the past week. He is the 52nd uh, ranked player on a per game value basis. Uh, 10 teamers probably can avoid him um, unless you really are desperate for three pointers, but 12 team and 14
2: team leagues, he should 100% be rostered. Thank you, Shannon. Excellent advice. Alex, who is your long shot pick? I think you're going with a former Celtic. Former Celtic,
1: Aaron Neesmith, uh, 21% roster on Yahoo. Last seven games for him, 14 points, three rebounds, two and a half stocks, 54% from the field in 26 minutes. The biggest issue for him, kind of his limiting factor, continues to be his foul trouble. 4.7 fouls per 36. This was also an issue for him in Boston. Uh, but Obi Toppin just does not, he's not going to happen. He's just passive. Yeah. He's, he's passive. He's just not that good.
2: Um, can't rebound. He's six, nine, get a rebound.
1: Neesmith is like one of the Pacers only positive defenders as well. Besides Miles Turner, maybe, maybe Bruce Brown, but he's undersized. Uh, Pacers have three games next week, so it's not ideal, but again, Neesmith, if you're in a 14 team league, I think it's fine to just keep him on your bench. Um,
2: and Hustle just kind guy. of see what help this your turns stocks. into. Hustle yeah. guy, help your stocks, help your stocks, yeah. And nice percentages this season. He's uh, been really good,
3: yeah. He's closing out games too, like he's not starting over topping, but Neesmith does close out most games for the Pacers. Yeah.
2: If you watch those New Balance ads in the back, right Smith, you can just barely see him at the end. New Balance signed into a deal because they're in New England when he was a first round pick of the Celtics. Probably he, regretting it.
1: Is he doing like lateral he, movement? cone
2: drills (laughs) he's at the the end they all cross arms and do like a cool team photo and he's back (laughs) right behind a legitimate star shoulder maybe murray i can't remember uh all right now uh nice love that long shot uh i have a super duper long shot if you need point guard help craig undrafted rookie craig porter for your cleveland cavaliers Only rostered in 5% of leagues out there. Look, the Cavs only have two games left next week. This is a speculative pick if you have room on your bench. But notice it was Porter and not Karis LeVert that was starting at point guard for the Cavs. Now that Garland's out multiple weeks with a jaw injury. uh, Porter started the last two games, had 11 assists last night and that lost to the Pelicans. He had three blocks the prior game versus Utah. Anyway, big minutes in in both games. excuse me point guards are valuable <laughs> my apologies to everyone there
1: is this the first ever podcast sneeze you've been doing this for like five years
2: was i've incredible. been holding that sneeze for five years yes it finally got out anyway point guards are valuable in deep deep leagues think about craig ports
3: man i thought i thought you were having a stroke um <laughs> but- always a
2: possibility always
3: I mean, speaking of stroke, Craig Porter's great. If you're a DFS player, you're probably very familiar with Craig Porter. Um, he, he had monster roster ship the past two nights uh, starting in place of Donovan Mitchell. I, I love that suggestion, Ken. Uh, my long shot and our final waiver wire pickup of the show is Trace Jackson Davis. TJD, love 19%. I love it. I've loved that you love it, Ken. And I love you. TJD is 19% rostered on Yahoo. You know, he, it, it hasn't been, he's he's the guy who has stepped up for the Warriors in the front court, which with Draymond out, you know, it hasn't been Kavon Looney. Kaminga's been solid. Uh, Saric, a lot of people, you cool was, yeah, he, he was a big part of the rotation earlier in the season, had a very strong shooting stretch. But Trace Jackson Davis has just kind of come out of nowhere He's providing the Warriors with a defensive presence in the post uh, that they really don't get with Looney. Um, in the most recent game, or back to back games, actually, he has topped 35 fantasy points. Uh, in those two games, he's played 23 and a half minutes, 12 points, 10.5 rebounds, one steal, and two blocks. I think this kid. Could really start to get earn more minutes and steal those minutes from Looney even after Draymond returns. So he's an immediate streaming option for twelve team, fourteen team leagues, and I do believe that he could, you know, he's shown he's the last few games at least he's he's productive even with limited minutes. So I I think it's worth taking a chance on him. See if he can stick in the rotation long term.
2: He was a victim in the draft of ageism. It's like they punished him for playing four years at Indiana. His senior season at Indiana was awesome. 21 points, 11 rebounds, and almost three blocks a game. Shocking he fell that late. Um, But, hey, kudos to the Warriors. Yeah, he uh, he's averaging 1.1
1: fantasy points per minute. That's a great mark. He's also yeah. already one of the better offensive rebounders in the NBA. We need a little bit more of a sample for that, but... All right,
2: let's end with some drop suggestions, and I'm going to suggest a controversial one, one that I thought would be a hot pickup, but Karis LeVert. First of all, the Cavs only have two games next week, but unlike Porter, LeVert has not really exploded with all those injuries to the Cavalier guards. Kind of a disappointment. And then I'll throw out there Malik Beasley. Beasley was hot early. Uh, Bucks only have three games next week. Uh, Beasley was a little dinged up though. I think you're pro Beasley, right Alex?
3: Oh,
1: I'm not pro Malik Beasley. Okay. Uh, In general, in real life. I mean, look, he's, he's fine as a shooter, but there's a reason the Bucks' defense is is bad. And especially in the backcourt and yes, a it's Damian Lillard, but also B it's Beasley again. Yeah. He's fine as a three point specialist, but
3: yeah, they were dropping him. Using, using Beasley as your perimeter stopper. On the defensive yes, side, yeah, I, I seeing him try to guard G- Cade against uh, the first game Dude. against Pistons was hilarious to me. Um, I I think Beasley, it's kind of, kind of the same thing we've seen in the past, right? We've recommended him a couple times this season. Yes. If you need three-pointers, he's going to be a solid option. 10-teamers, probably not. 12-team, 14-teams could still hold. It just depends on your format. But if you don't need three-pointers, he's not really worth rostering. Levert, I'm going to push back on more. I think he's a hold for as long as Garland and Mitchell are out. Once Mitchell returns, which will be soon, Mitchell is just dealing with an illness right now. Um, But Levert last night's game, take it with a grain of salt. It was the second game of a back-to-back and it was kind of out of hand. New Orleans was was pretty much running away with it. So Levert only played 23 minutes off the the bench. The previous two games before that, he played 27 minutes in each game, averaged 17 and a half points, five rebounds, six assists. 1.5 1.5 steals and, and uh, 2.5 three-pointers. So,
2: yeah, okay, abs only have two games next week.
3: I know I get it. I get it.
2: The honeymoon's got to be over uh, with Goga Batista. got the DNP yep. the other day for the magic with uh, Carter back. And when you guys added Caleb Martin to the notes? I did um, because he's, he's
1: his minutes have been down lately past two games. Uh, he saw 22 minutes on the 18th 2 days ago against the magic he saw 18 minutes uh and he scored a combined 7 points 8 rebounds 3 assists 2 blocks or excuse me uh 3 steals 0 blocks um i don't know if he's a, if he's like a you must drop him but i would just keep an eye on what's going on with the rotation jimmy butler's out tonight so he could have a big game but i would i would, t- I
3: would just be careful.
1: Be Jay, careful. JJJ Jay, is
2: getting run. his way, way, way. It's All definitely right, that is...
3: something. Caleb Martin is definitely something to watch. He is still starting. Um, Jimmy Butler also missed the, the most recent game. Uh, so it was concerning to see Martin only play 18 yeah. minutes. Uh, but, yeah, Triple J and, and Tyler Hero being back are, are the two big changes there.
2: All right, gentlemen, that is the end of our waiver wire segment. We now move on to our Friday DFS picks with Alex and Shannon. Alex, take us away for tonight's six-game slate.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, relatively, uh, you know, usually there's more games uh, on a Friday, but only six games today as the NBA stacks Christmas Eve Eve. Um, Okay, there are actually a a surprising amount of injuries on this slate. I feel like guys were getting ruled out left and right. I'm like, are these real injuries or are these I'm going home for Christmas early injuries? Uh, I think the biggest stuff that's kind of happening. Uh, Doncic will not play, ele- and Exum will not play. Uh, in addition to like basically uh, the- a of their roster, um, and then we have uh, Jimmy Butler out for Miami. Obviously, you have Draymond Green out for Golden State. Uh, Nurkic is out for the Suns as well. Those are some of the bigger injuries. But on the slate in general, Shannon, what is what is the first place? Where's the first place you turn?
3: Honestly, the, the Nurkic injury was the first one I looked at. And, I, you know, I believe that the spot start is going to go to Drew Eubanks for the Phoenix Suns. He's the guy, he's the more productive option as far as their backups, backup big men go. Alex, help me out with this name. Uh, Chimese Me Too? Close. Chemezi met too. Yeah. Met too. All right. Cause I didn't want to be involved in any of the me too stuff. So that's good. That's good. All right. So Drew Eubanks is the guy who's really stepped up when Nurkic, Nurkic was limited and not playing a full complement of minutes earlier in the season. Uh, they brought in Hugh Banks uh, kind of as a, a nice piece who could roll out and play 25, 30 minutes and, and the production not really drop off. We saw that with Eubanks banks with like Portland last year. I think Eubanks is the one who's going to get the starting nod at center with Nurkic out, and he is an absolute steal on both DraftKings and FanDuel if he does get 28, 30 minutes. 4,500 on DraftKings, 4,100 on FanDuel. Also on FanDuel, he's power forward and center eligible, so you can get a little bit creative with your roster if you plug him in. Uh, We should also note Washington at Golden State has the highest
1: over-under tonight. This is a Jordan Poole revenge game situation. You only get one of these, one of these a year, cross conference. All right, so take your chance uh, to put in your...
2: How many tos for Pool tonight?
1: Six. I don't know. I wonder yeah, what I his think... prop is at. I put uh, the uh, over maybe...
2: under at five and a half. I'm taking. I bet it's at four or something. I'm taking the over. Uh, how,
3: the <laughs> the important question is how many field goal attempts, and I'm going to say thirty six.
2: No, they don't. Be like, hey, I'm supposed to be taking those bad shots.
1: I don't see his props up. Maybe is there, uh, is there some injuries we should be? No, I don't know. They're scared. I think they're scared. Uh, the books are scared to take any action on Jordan Poole, positive or negative. Uh, yeah, 246 over under in that game. So keep that in mind when you're building your lineups, if you just need a fill in uh, for pace. But yeah, I mean, I think tonight, you know, if you're building your lineup, I think it's going to be difficult to avoid having Eubanks in there. I think, I mean, I, I don't think you mentioned him, Jagan Hardy. Uh, tonight for, for the Dallas Mavericks, who is $4,900 on FanDuel. Like I mentioned, Donchus is out. Eczema is out. Josh Green is out. Kyrie Irving is out. Derek Lively also out. So it's not going to be just Jagan Hardy. I assume, Shannon, as well, you're, you're at least looking into Tim Hardaway and, and Derek Jones.
3: No, Hardy, Hardy's in my lineup on both FanDuel and DraftKings. Uh, Derek Jones is an, op- is an option. Tim Hardaway is an option grant williams is an option the you know the only the only position or player i'm really not gonna go to uh in dallas is gonna be at the at the pivot I, i'm not going with dwight powell um okay i don't care you know if cleaver if cleaver if cleaver were healthy he might be an option he's out too but dwight powell even you know he started the past game or two and played 20 minutes per but He's not doing anything. Even the most recent game against the Clippers, 17 minutes, three points, one rebound, one assist. He's just not, he's not a guy who's going to rack up a a ton of fantasy points. Um, But anyone else on the Dallas roster uh, and anyone who gets a a starting nod certainly is going to be worth a look. Um, Those are really the two big teams, Dallas. And then the, the, what the Suns do at the five, where I think you're going to find good values you know, we joke about Jordan Poole. And, but and revenge games, let me be clear revenge games are not a thing. All right. There's no st- statistical uh, proof or evidence that players play better in revenge games. But if there's a type of dude who will have a revenge game, it's Jordan Poole. And so the bad
2: go-go percentage won't hurt you. Right. No
3: no and the fact that it's in golden state you know it's it's an away game for pool he's going back to that arena
2: tribute video they got a tribute video you think queued up uh there's no way right there's no way (laughs) it's just it's just
3: straight it's Draymond. boom yeah does it does it help or hurt that Draymond's out you
2: know yeah uh... for motivation i
3: I think it helps i think it helps because if draymond were in in there he'd be scared the whole time can
2: he sit on the sideline can green is green kicked out of the building or can That's he, intimidation can he street close this game i don't know What's i don't know actually suspension rules and then
3: you know outside of of pool uh tyus jones who we've um, many of us have complained about uh Not for, lately you know he's been really hot lately he, he has topped uh he had a 51-point fantasy game, a 63-point fantasy game, and back-to-back 33-point fantasy games. He's 6,600 on FanDuel. I think he's worth a look as well. It's not a great matchup against Golden State. But then we get to go to the Golden State side. And TJD, Trace Jackson Davis, he is 4,600 on, on DraftKings. I actually think he's, he's too expensive. Uh to consider on FanDuel, but on DraftKings, I love him at, at that rate. Kaminga coming off a decent game. He's a guy who could have a nice outing as well. Um, but looking at the star players, the expensive options for tonight, there are two guys that it's hard for me to move off of. First is Joel Embiid, who is the highest priced player on the slate. I rarely go with the highest priced player, but Joel Embiid is essentially two all-star players in one right now from a fantasy perspective. On DraftKings, he has topped 70 fantasy points three games in a row. And even if you go back to to eight games, he's averaging well over, I'm sorry, you go back to 10 or 11 games, he's averaging well over 70 fantasy points per game over the past eight to 10 games. Absolutely fantastic. I, I don't know how you can avoid him, um, but I am probably going to go with Embiid on both uh, both FanDuel on DraftKings tonight. And, and then my last suggestion is Tyler hero. He's looked fantastic in his two games since coming back from injury, uh, 35 and a half fancy points and 44 fancy points, uh, 33 and 35 minutes. So the minutes, you know, he's not going to be in a limited role and Jimmy Butler's going to be out. So with Jimmy Butler out, uh, Tyler hero always gets a nice boost. And, and I like him quite a bit for tonight's slate.
2: Yeah, I like, Embiid, I like the hero point. I like the hero
3: point.
1: Yeah, Embiid has played Toronto twice already. 31, 11, and 8 are those averages with a block and a half. It's very, very good. My only concern about the uh, the, the hero point would be I, I'd worry he'd get the DeJounte Murray treatment. Uh, but, you know, again, the usage is going to probably be so high that it, it may not actually matter.
3: I just saw Cade Cunningham get the DeJounte Murray treatment and he went off for 65 fancy points. I think the DeJounte Murray treatment is a fallacy.
2: I don't oh, think whoa, it, I don't really think it good.
3: exists anymore. Whoa.
2: Well, you know, you know, it. even when you get Murray assigned to you, you're still gonna wind up with Trey Young on some switches. So it all balances yeah. out. You know, it all balances out. Right. Um okay. Any any
3: final thoughts, Shannon? That about covers it.
1: Well, then it is time. Uh, to go to Ken's old man
2: rant. Arg! The Lakers hung a banner in the rafters for winning the in-season tournament. Are you kidding me? They won seven games. Seven games. That's not enough to get you past round two of the playoffs. And to prove how meaningless the IST is, the Lakers have gone one and five since and now sit tenth in the Western Conference. Tenth! I'm sure Jerry West and Magic Johnson are proud to share room in the Staples Center's rafters with the IST banner won by Austin Reeves and Torian Prince.
3: Arrgh! The Pistons are gonna hang a banner with their next win. So I I think I'm all for it. I love the NC banner. <laughs>
1: This was this was due for an old man rant,
3: you know. This
2: was <laughs> that a spotlight ceremony and you know, the black cloth that was pulled off of it as if they had just landed on the moon or something. Please,
1: <laughs> really good in five November yeah. games. Ooh. I should say. Looking, looking. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think we we avoided any severely mispronounced Ooh, names. There were a couple named checks.
2: No, I really messed stop the rookie for the wizards So I'm not even gonna say it again. Tulabali <laughs> and uh I, I don't Kula even think he, I, did you even try to say it I I I, I, I butchered it. He I butchered was... it like a Christmas <gasps> ham. Okay. <laughs> I might have tuned that out somehow. Yeah.
3: And then and uh Matthew I, I had Mac
2: well also is it ex ex or Exum because ex- Shannon ex- said Exum.
3: It's Exum I always, always say Exum like he's, he's zooming yeah, no, he, the moon and no, that's wrong. Exhume like like you're digging up a body. He right. was he was ex, he was exhumed.
1: Thank
2: he you. Was. I, I yeah. couldn't figure out why I was by the yeah. way. I just want to show off the elf sweater. But yeah, I couldn't figure that out. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that thank makes you. sense. Okay.
1: Uh thank you everybody for joining us on the Roto Wire Fantasy Basketball podcast presented by
2: Underdog Fantasy. Kent, take us out of here. I do want to thank our good friends at Underdog Fantasy again. Thank you, Underdog. Uh, yeah, let's go back to Detroit, where Pistons fans had this to say to the Detroit Pistons ownership. Quote, a team! a team! a team! Attention passengers, this three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. happy holidays no show next